Go ahead. My name is Dylan Gott. The guy saying go ahead is John Hastings. This week on The Wrestler Review, we're talking about Ricky Dozan, the guy who made up the thing we now know as Nerd Bitch Wrestling for Geeks. That's right. Do you like it when Dave Meltzer just declares a random gigantic star rating because someone from Winnipeg wrestled someone from Osaka? Well, mm-hmm. you know who you think? A guy I remember being much more muscular than he turned out to be. That's right. is Ricky Dozan, everybody. Richard oh, yeah. Dozen. <laughs> Full name Rick Douglas. Dozen. Irish Korean, they say. No. Ooh. Uh, my God, do you learn about how much of a motherfucker Japan was in that part of the world? Holy shit. Oh, yeah, baby. Japan was burnt to a crisp by who, John? Americans. Americans, goddammit. And this week, instead of talking about Ricky Dozan, we're going to be celebrating that achievement. Isn't That's that right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. <laughs> Let's name those heroes that dropped that bomb. Dylan, I'll sing Star Spangled Banner. You name the pilot's names. That's right. We looked it up. We Guess what, guys? We have uh, money that we want to access. We are taking oh, this yeah. podcast hard right, ladies and gentlemen. We've joked about it. Now we're doing it. That's right. Not even we're Say goodbye to... Uh, Rogan and Dylan and say hello to the backs of Steven Crowder and Milo Yiannopoulos. That's mm-hmm. how right we're going, baby. We're going to go so right wing. We're going to claim that we were censored and that's why we're not that popular and get on Rogan and he's going to have no idea what we're talking about because it's wrestling, but he's just going to agree with us because we said we were censored by bi people or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's right. The non-binary wrestling community is censoring us. Yeah. They won't let me fucking see what they got. <laughs> yeah, they won't That's let me. They won't let me, me be their world champion. What? Yeah, I'm yeah, not wrestling. The bi world champion. What anyway, the fuck? legit. This episode, Let's no stop. fucking around. No, stop it. Okay, stop Tell me fucking about around, Ricky. John. You, Dylan, look in my goddamn fucking eyes, you piece of shit. Tell me about research. Ricky Dozen. I'm just guessing where your eyes are. Tell me about Ricky Dozan. Go ahead. So Richard Stephen Dozan, thank God, was born Kim Sim Rack. Uh, in Japanese Korea, Japan had annexed Korea in 1910 and was considered part of Japan till 1945 wow. on November 14th, 1924. He was the youngest son of Kim Sokti. So if you guys, by the way, if you are Asian in any way, my sincerest apologies. I might just <laughs> guys, kind of we're really put sorry. that in. We're really sorry. Yeah. Dylan is uh, doing his best. And I'm doing God my best, me. and that's what ma- that's what counts. Yeah, it's not me. Other than that first thing I said, that wasn't my best. That was probably yeah. my worst. Yeah, you know what? We the pendulum swings on this program, and uh-huh. I think that, that saga continues. Hey, if you're if you're putting us on a scale of like, I'd say most podcasts, we're probably probably centrists i guess if whatever that means but that's only balanced out by the fucked up shit we say and then our beliefs but if you put us on wrestling podcasts we're freaking communists oh my god so. we are left of lenin if a wrestling podcast oh, yeah. yeah we're not actively we're not holding a gun to the camera oh yeah we don't work just like, shoot motherfucker work fucking shoot we don't hold we we didn't say uh we didn't chant anything during the bella twins fighting each other yeah what would vince do 
that's what <laughs> that's most people. Anyway, so when his father fell ill, he tended to him while his older uh, brothers and mum tended to the farm. He ended up becoming a sumo wrestler. Can I just um, condense all of this? I looked at the research. Ricky Dozan is like the second coming of athletes. Like he is the most impressive person ever. Like his father falls ill, saves family. Ricky Dozan invents type of milk that makes your dick hard and everyone your friend. Like it's everything he touches turns to fucking gold. Go ahead. And the, by the way, not really because he's like a shit like like all pro wrestlers. He's just like a pretty okay professional athlete before he gets into wrestling. Yeah, but he landed on his feet, baby. Yeah, of course. But like this guy has an eleven year career as a sumo. Now, obviously, something we have to mention is that uh, Japanese people during this period fucking hated Koreans. So for sure, yeah. So he had his. (laughs) So he basically received um, on his like. I guess you have to on sumo ranking sheets. You had his Korean origins were indicated, so he received constant harassment and racial discrimination. Like the level of hatred directed towards Koreans in Japan. Imagine the level of hatred in Dylan's heart when he's at a wedding and it's a cash bar. That level towards. <laughs> I have famous. some friends that don't talk anymore because one man mentioned the cash bar quite a bit at the other man's wedding. Oh, phenomenal stuff. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. I'm going to need those names, by the way. Just kept uh, going gutless. Fucking. Oh, my gutless. God. I got to need to know. Do I know these There's, people? No, they're no, you know, you know, these are real people. Uh, oh, these are fantastic. real people. And that was a big thing. Comedians would just be like, whatever. He's a fucking dick. Real people are like, no, like they have just actual, you're like, oh, well, I can't do anything. If I keep doing comedy, I just have to be friends with this guy or know him. So I remember, I remember mentioning to my dad going to a wedding that had a cash bar and he didn't understand it. He was like, is it like a shotgun wedding? And I was like, no. And he was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's so rude. And I was like, what? And he's like, I would not bring a gift. I was like, and I was like, (laughs) but you guys are white and we're white. So the gift would be like, he's not getting my lamp. Yeah, hope you uh, <laughs> hope you miss out the, on this this Cuisinart fucking food mixer that someone else gave me for Christmas. Oh yeah, buddy, the rage, the rage that some of my friends had who um, had British weddings and what they got. Where it's like I had my wedding in Canada and people would just give you know cash gifts or whatever, and then it's like here's a blender. He not even and a blender would be like if it was like close family. Most British people are like, "Oh, good wedding." Here's um eight a beers. pocket square. Not yeah. even, not even eight beers you can use. Yeah, but it's eight beers at one time. Here's eight beers right now. No, I don't want. <laughs> no, you got to drink them now, man. They're warm. Yeah, <laughs> they got to get warmer. They're gonna, get, they're gonna get even warmer. Yeah, um, make sure the beer's real warm, and you've got a lot of crackers. Go ahead. Tell me more about Ricky Dozan. He is a 11-year sumo. He then retires, which I always make it seems like it's a prestigious career, but ba- I've retired from a lot of things, which means I'm just ba- I retired from drawing. That means I'm very bad at it. Well, he basically he fought in 23 tournaments uh, total. He had a win-loss record of 135 and 82. His highest rank was the third highest um, you could receive. He yeah, claimed we- racial discrimination. And the other thing I want to mention is we are told as uh, North Americans that sumo is very, very popular in Japan. And I would posit that it's not that popular because this guy had an entire 11-year sumo career in the second highest rank and um 
or sorry, the third highest ranked, pardon me, and no one fucking knew who he was. But it might be like hockey, uh, hockey stars. Oh, so he's like in the third tier league. Yeah, exactly. Like it's one of those things where it's like maybe, maybe in like, I don't know what the fuck the Wayne Gretzky I'll recognize, but Mark Messier, unless he's in a Rangers jersey, no idea. I'll just assume he's a bald guy. You know what I mean? I mean, come on, buddy. No, I'm not coming on. I, I recognize Mark. I recognize Joe Montana, and he plays in a helmet sport in a hotel like a hundred feet away. I yelled, that's Joe Montana, my now wife, and a guy who later uh, was accused of sexual assault didn't recognize <laughs> him. And that's when I was like, of course he did it. He didn't know who Joe Montana was. What kind of grown man doesn't know Joe Montana on site if you're our age? I'm going to be honest. I don't like the Yeah, and you did. If someone accuses you of something, I'm going to agree. Elder abuse, <laughs> male fraud. I'll like just that. be like... He couldn't recognize Joe Montana. I don't know. I don't know. like that Elder man has was, a code. Uh, yeah. You have a weird thing on your code, by the way. You also, your weird love of certain sports, truly mind-melting. Nothing in my code. What? Buttons? No. I didn't say oh, in my code. In my code. Yeah. You touched the code. Yeah. Uh, so this is the other thing. Is like Ricky Doge, like obviously this shit happened in 1950. So... There's no... He's a pro wrestler, first and foremost. You have to remember this about Ricky Dozan. There is eight different stories about absolutely everything about this fucking guy's life. So several reasons are given for Ricky Dozan's retirement from sumo. The amount of success, of course. um, Apparently, the amount of success he'd earned, despite his humble beginnings, uh, was a source of envy against his seniors. Racial discrimination may have also been a factor, but the impetus for his retirement came due to a financial dispute with the stable master. Ricky Dozan felt that his substantial contributions to the stable made him worthy of major financial support, but the stable master continue, uh, considered him selfish, and he was refused after a heated argument. He um, So they have the top knot that all sumos have. I'm not going to try and pronounce this because I don't want to get beat up, and I feel like... Yeah, calling yeah, it a top knot is honestly the better option right now. Good luck. But I have a thing open to pronounce it, but then I'll just put the microphone into my computer speaker, I guess. Um, but uh, he he immediately just cuts off the top knot and fucks off, which is like that's how that's your symbol to your um, it's a symbol to your allegiance to the stable. So he basically is like, "Fuck this, fuck you, I'm out of here." What's also interesting about Ricky Dozen, I think that is he's very much the first or earliest wrestler that kind of builds a legend around himself. There's four or five different versions of every story. It's clearly him inserting stuff. No, because the the George George Hackenschmidt, Carl, sorry, Frank Gotch, Hackenschmidt matches like 18 different stories about what actually happened and, yeah, but also isn't there like a bunch of different legends of like him and Freddie Blassie, like killing old people because their matches were so shocking on television. So yes, this is like uh, the first match that he had the first major match against the Sharp Twins. Um, 20,000 people were gathered around one 27-inch television. Oh, my and God. there were several, like, fa- there was fainting and heart attacks. Because it was, like, not... Because it was, like, the first two... Uh, it was the first, like, baby face comeback these people had ever seen. I mean, and they thought it was the, real. The first person to come up with a hot tag when wrestling... They thought wrestling was real... Holy fucking shit. This was in a rounds, and in the third round, Ricky Dozan just comes in and fucking Hogan's up, beats the shit oh out of everybody, God. and fucking... It even, like, guys like Sharp... The other Sharp brother jumps in the ring. Like, it's a, it's a fucking... <laughs> Jim Cornette would love it. Or probably hate it, kind of, because he... Although he is a left-wing guy, he is... 
like, yeah, he's racist. <laughs> He'd be it, like, he reversed Pearl Harbor to him. That's when it's fine that he did it. Yeah, I don't like what he looks like, but that's okay because he could still vote, I guess. <laughs> um, like, I don't think that Jim Cornette is racist. I do think he's reluctant. You know what I mean? I think he's racist. I think that's what that is. There's degrees of racism. When you go to get a sandwich, John, they say, how hot do you want it? They don't say hot or not. Jim Cornette is a mild racist. He's yeah, not I'll extra I'll spicy. give you that. Yeah, Jim Cornette's also like the ones he concentrates on are like the these goddamn Polish people. Yeah, he's yeah he's like uh if it's like the out of five, you know sometimes they get on you'll see that on wing places they have like the five exactly yeah and it's like he's two. Every, yeah exactly he's like honey mustard like it's a bit there's some honey heat. mustard you know what I'm saying there's still there's some heat but it's nothing like no, you're not I like do not you do. honey mustard is spicy to me it is yes. Jesus Christ. That's like when I put someone, I gave a girl from Manchester some fucking wings that had barbecue sauce on them, and she was like, this is too hot, and I wanted to, like, kill her. I was like, you shouldn't have people although, like this allowed anymore. Although I do really like that. eat mayonnaise, and you're like, that's perfect. Feel, mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> co- cooling my hot mouth, <gasps> cooling me. Anyway, I shouldn't shame you for your spice palette. John, you are valid. Thank you, Dylan. Valid John, dangerous Thank- Dylan. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome for just welcome to Justified John and Dangerous Dylan right here at the restaurant. Justified of you. John. Justified <laughs> your John. track record with yeah, just- knowing what Joe Montana looks like is very good. <laughs> Justified. Justified John. So he eventually left his job. Ricky Dozan did. He petitioned to return to Sumo, but he was rejected. He was given a work as a construction supervisor by his former patron, um, uh, Shinsaku Nita. I think I got that one good. Nita had worked in a Tokyo prison of war camp during World War II and secretly uh, provided American prisoners with food and cigarettes. That's nice. To repay him for his kindness, his former prisoners went to work at the GHQ, gave his construction company preferential treatment when contracting reconstruction work. Nita also had ties to, wait for it, the criminal underworld and involved with sumo in this manner. So... John, I... it doesn't matter what you want to do in life. As long as you have the mob behind you in the 50s, you're going to do it. Yeah, that's right. You want to know how you get success? The Frank Sinatra of wrestling. Make sure that someone is connected to the mafia and the year is 1948 to 1962. And you, oh, my friend, yeah. are about to be a success. Please do not think you're getting any royalties. That is going to a guy named Giuseppe Colombo. But you are about to do all right for a bit. And then do not oh, ask yeah. where all the money is. Oh, and also, like, then this is, like, the most mafia story you could make Ricky Dozan, just getting too big for your britches and then immediately getting murdered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Getting the old... Immediately. We're, we got a lot of story ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, he gets the old Mean Gene's dick in the end. Blade yeah, covered in mean piss. Mean Gene in his first thrill. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, Mean Gene trying true. out his method. 1951. Welcome, everyone, to my dream. Killing someone beloved. The Shriners of Tokyo. John, did <laughs> sure. you know that? I did not. Are you picking up the farts that are happening over here, by the way? Pardon me? Are you hearing the farts that are happening over here? (laughs) No, that's how the microphones work, John. (laughs) Oh, my God. It is so loud, so viciously loud. Go ahead. There was a landline ringing, and I couldn't hear it on the microphone. That's amazing. Last week or the week before. Like a a baby boomer's 
landline that could be heard town over. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Still didn't pick it up. The best. The, the best part of coming to Canada. Get ready for some landlines turned up to nine. Oh, and oh yeah, buddy. that ringer's on the phone. Your ringer? They, people <laughs> cannot hear past 65, and they do not want to get hearing aids for some reason anyway here's, i think, here's, I think by the way aids are needed all over the world now here's by the way how you can identify millennial versus generation x if your phone ringer is ever on your gen x or above that's that's how you oh, indicate yeah. millennials down phone ringer off that's how you fucking know <laughs> so ricky dozen sees the shriners clubs wrestling and uh this is what makes him want to become a professional wrestler and a, um, he eventually a, gets into pro wrestling, uh, being trained. Um, his wrestling uh, origin story is basically what Bobby Heenan says the Ultimate Warrior did, which is like he worked out and then walked outside and saw a truck that said WWF on the side of it. And he's like, I do that. There we go. I don't know. I, I think it was like he did construction and then basically new dudes in the mob from sumo and then was like talked to his mob dudes like hey i'd like to do that and the mob was like they don't have that here yet let's go and then yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what happened yeah that's basically it it's like yo can we uh launder money through this thing you want to do and he's like i mean i guess and they're like that's cool because we are already definitely doing that thank you <laughs> sorry we built a ring around you while you were talking you better start wrestling um yeah Hey, did you know that you can uh, hide a lot of drugs inside the wrestling poles of this wrestling business? What? Yeah, do not. Whatever you do, do not do your books. <laughs> but this is a thing where it's like if you like ask someone, hey, can I get into pro wrestling? There's half a chance that they'll fight you and half a chance that they'll just let you in the business. And the half a chance is increased quite a bit if you're an actual like ranked fighter in a sport, which Ricky Dozan was. It is such an interesting sort of portrait because I really came into the the Ricky Dozen episode with sort of the legend behind him before looking at basically he was just a sumo wrestler who knew the mob and then they were like a machine to build money or launder our money. Let's go. Construction is a very important midway. Such a great point. And may I say, construction universal, uni fucking versal scumbag fucking profession. Anyone who shits in a bucket, you're crime adjacent. You're at the very least know someone growing pot in a closet. I mean, man, if you do construction, like you show up sober five days in a row, congratulations, you own a construction company. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, you're not actively doing blow? Oh, my God, you are a supervisor today. Yeah, I think I my- worked like five days of construction. And one guy was talking about uh, one of the guys who wor- I was working with was saying he saw a report. And it was like a special report on the news. And they were talking about the pandemic that was happening in construction of 70% of people are addicts. He's like, that's honestly way too low. I'd say if you're just a work there, it's 100% you're an addict. <laughs> if, and yeah. he was like, because either you used to do a lot of drugs and now you smoke cigarettes, so you're an addict. Or like best case scenario, smoke two packs a day. Yeah, the amount of people. Like I remember when my mom had the basement done of our house and the amount of just smoking that happened while that was being built. Cause like pre 2002 smoking still very much inside. Oh yeah. Well, my God, what a paradise. <laughs> so no Dozan gets linked up and he goes to NWA San Francisco because San Francisco, even at that time had a very large Asian contingent. So oh, they book him as a baby face. 
And it's very much, uh, he then basically uses this period of time to learn American wrestling and basically imports American wrestling back to Japan, a la basically the Beatles bringing Elvis back over to Britain and then re-importing rock and roll back to America is basically what Ricky Dozan does. Oh, so this is very important. From September 30th to December 11th, um, there was a 12-date tour where um, this was Joe, uh, and now I'm going to fuck this guy's aim up. <laughs> Here we go. So but his name is Joe, and he's from San Francisco. Joe Malasevitz. Let's do it. Um, he secured a deal um, with another guy, and they all sent six wrestlers, basically, um, people who were positioned from the military around, and uh, Ricky Dozen was one of them, and this was his introduction to professional wrestling. Was these, And they didn't have professional wrestling in Japan for another four years. It's wild. It is wild how deeply rooted in their culture it is for how really new it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's like baseball, right? Like uh, Japanese baseball, which everyone was like starting to like. It's like people were so starved for sports. Like uh, Japan, they're playing baseball. Maybe we'll just fight like during the heat of the pandemic. Oh, of course. Um, Do you remember the conversation we were having about the XFL right before the pandemic started? Holy shit, did the XFL seem like a good idea? January 2020. I think it still is. I think The Rock is the perfect guy to take it over. I think it'll be very popular. Oh, yeah. It's coming back a third time. Is that correct? Um, Of course it is. Also, I will say this. It's probably like they'll just get the actual dude who Rudy was based on to play in a game and make it so that he scores a touchdown. Oh, my God. Al, Mike. If Frank Gifford's not been cremated, his body is being brought onto a field. (laughs) So uh, Bobby Burns and Al. OJ Simpson will be a coach. Go ahead. OJ Simpson will. Yes. No, I mean, no, because that's what the the Rocks brand is. Silly fun. Never forget that. Mark Wahlberg will be a coach. 100%. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. You know what they'll do? They'll take every celebrity who is in like a successful feel good sports movie and they'll just be like the unofficial owners or, or like presidents of the team. Charlie from Mighty Ducks is a running back. Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keenan uh, Keenan Thompson will one hundred percent be the owner of a team. Anyway, Ricky Dozen, February of nineteen fifty two, left Japan, and this was after the Japanese heavyweight title was just created, and Ricky Dozen would wear it in publicity photos. So, like the 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 um the, strategy the NWA was had more titles than AEW, but yes, no, completely. The strategy is already there. Go ahead, Dylan. So he comes over, and as I mentioned, he wrestles in um, he wrestles in the states. Um, he wrestles in Honolulu. Oh, uh, since there were a lot of Japanese descendants in San Francisco, of course, the promoter booked him as a babyface there, which I'm sure was ingenious for the time. Like, oh, and a foreign babyface. Well, I'm intrigued. Yeah, exa- I assume you want to use the building to be destroyed by the crowd. You want. <laughs> Wait, you think that they're going to cheat? What do you mean, not white people? You want no one in the seats? What are you talking about? But This is the interesting thing. Um, Fez wins two straight falls with a reverse slam, and the newspaper mistakenly calls it a pile driver, in 2310, with the second uh, being with a backdrop in an amazing 20 seconds. So he gets to go over Ricky Dozan really solidly. That is very important for later. Fez would later say the promoter tried to poison him against Ricky Dozan as Amazing. he saw that J- Japan is a potential market and wanted to destroy him before he realized the ambitions of founding a Japanese promotion. However, when Lou met Ricky Dozan, he knew he was smart and the promoter was full of it. So, once again, Ricky Dozan making powerful friends. It's hard not to be 
friends with a guy who's like, hey, this guy's linked up with the mafia in this whole country. And you're like, well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I should. Uh, this guy is someone who wants to be your friend. By the way, if you're not his friend, um, his friends are going to kill your fucking family. I want to be that guy's friend, actually. Okay, great. Ricky made his own dojo. Um, Nihon Piroso Kyokai, or in English, Japan Pro Wrestling Association. The Japan Pro Wrestling uh, promotion was set up by Ricky Dozen at the same time as the JWA. However, Ricky Dozen was still unable to do any business to prepare for their first tour, and it was Sato Nagata, one of the most powerful entertainment promoters in Japan, and uh, Hirotaka Hayashi, who ran the company. Seido was the booker and top wrestler. Ricky Dozan had aimed to set the business up to bring American professional wrestlers to perform ever since his first tour in Japan. It's speculated that although, although Ricky put up a significant amount of money, he wouldn't have had enough money to fund the entire endeavor, and Nagata and Hayashi invested, as well as Shinsaku Nita. The JWA was a holding repairing company, and the Japanese pro wrestling promotion company dealt with the actual expenses of day-to-day operations. So this is all him building to having this match because once again it's the 50s it's it's a, it's the early 50s we're not we're sitting in 1953 right now they really 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 want to be like we need to be the first thing on television where basically um a japanese person just beats the living shit out of american man um and let me say what a winning formula that turned out to be. What is also I thought is this coming up on also the his like basically brilliance of the TV deal he worked out because isn't that like the base, like the big falling out between one of the many things that fell out between Anoki and Baba, way jumping ahead is something to do with the TV deal or is that that's building up as well? So we're not there yet. No. Well, here's what's happening. Learning the importance of TV in America, Ricky Dozan persuaded. Uh, Matsumoto Shiroki, the president of Nippon Television Network Corporation, to televise the first card throughout Japan. Which I, that is a crazy sentence because that is just like, that is basically like Ricky Dozan learns that TV is good and then walks up to a guy who's the president it's the best. of the corporation and goes, I want this. And the guy goes, Sure, I'm sure it was not that. Like that's not that's not how that happened. But it sometimes it's like if you were of a certain age at certain times in history, that's just yeah, how you true. got a job. How'd you get that job? That's true. I just I walked through a door that was open, and now I am a billionaire. That's true. All right. But anyway, legit. So this was what happens. Working through the booking office of Joe uh, Malashevitz, as I mentioned, and Al Karasik, Ricky Dozan invited Ben and Mike Sharp to. Oh Japan. my God! Not the Sharp brothers again. Well, this is the first time. Thank God they don't have metal detectors. Oh, yeah. Mike Sharp, buddy. They're too sharp. Iron Mike Sharp. Regardless of the cost, he appreciates their value as a tag team. Ricky Dozan selected uh, Matsuhiko Kimura, who was a famous judoka at the time. Um, He famously beat um, the elder Gracie in an invitational and broke his arm. And then they were like, we're going to call this to Kimura Lock. And Kimura was like... Whatever, you little bitch. I fucking fucked your arm up. Crazy. Nuts yeah, don't, chin, na- dog. don't name it after me. <laughs> he also invented saying nuts on your chin, dog. Yo, if my nuts are on your chin, where's my dick, bitch? Ooh, ha, ha, ha. But also, it's like, you know how crazy it is to lose a fight to someone and then be like, I'm going to call that 
the super punch, and it's like, I just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. I get to pick your name now. Stop trying to fucking brand everything, man. You know <laughs> Ooh, how, that was a good universe hole. Do you know how annoying the fucking Gracie family must be? Like, they must be the oh, yeah. fucking they could biggest... they beat the shit out of us. <laughs> oh, my God. They could beat the they shit out of all of us? They could beat the shit out of us. And that's the... They're, imagine, like, O'Doyles if they had fucking confidence. That's the Gracie family. Like, <laughs> like, hey, I just want to let you know that I fucking pissed in your mouth while you're sleeping. That's what they all sound like to me. If I and think like they were all doggy. weird martial arts things, it's like the original like black belts in America were all actors because they just went to where the most full of themselves people are. Yeah, like Ed O'Neill from Married with Children can like kick the fucking shit out of both of us. He's like a nine hundred time black belt and. Brazilian jiu-jitsu and also I assume Ed O'Neill just has a rage inside of him because he has just way too much money at this point do you know what I'm saying like he's just like oh yeah he was on like a second sitcom that just was on for 50 years it was on two sitcoms that were both on for 15 years and he was on the re rebooted Dragnet I remember I gotta tell you that reboot that rebooted Dragnet ruled (laughs) I I really thought you were gonna say what rebooted Dragnet but you were like I'm right here for you I am I have seen it. I loved it. His tag partner uh, was Kimura. Apparently, Kimura was very hard to deal with. He's said to have asked for more money up until the very last moment. Oh, it's also uh, reported here that Kimura felt that The Undertaker did the Kimura lock better than anyone else. Yeah, it was also, yeah. The Kimura, he was said to have said it's actually his yard when when Mark Calloway was born. (laughs) Oh, good. Someone else can replace my yard now that I, Mr. Kimura. Peace. Yeah, this yard, this yard is closed because it's his now. My yard. I was trapped for thousands of years on this mortal plane because it was always my yard. Now it's but, my man's yard. Yeah, exactly. And that man is very tall and guaranteed very annoying. <laughs> guaranteed he orders things from Manscaped just to break them because he loves full bush. Oh, absolutely. Does it in front of his children. I gotta hide my dick from my wife or otherwise I'm hey. sucking it. This is my yard. I- I just want to let all my kids know that my wife's got a full bush. Kids, your mom's got a full bush. Mark Calloway. To make up for the shortage of wrestlers in Japan, some members of Tiyoshu Namaguchi's group and a few U.S. soldiers of the Occupational Army were ac- occasionally used. So this, this is, is like insane. a lot like. Well, this is a lot like the first Pride event. Um, the Go first, ahead. <laughs> first Pride F- FC, Pride Fighting Championships in Japan was just filled out with some pro wrestling matches because they didn't have enough people to fight. Oh, that's right. And the, yeah. uh, and much like Ricky Dozan's operation, as it turned out, very much operated by the Yakuza. Oh, yeah. Like, wasn't Pride, like, sold to the UFC? And then they're like, do we own a list? And it's like, no, that's Dream. Oh, it's fighting. Saki Ibarra. I forget the guy's first name, but Saki Ibarra basically has been caught three times with just being like so close to the yakuza and then nippon television still the same guys were like come on no man fuck off man no <laughs> bro pride it come on man dude fuck it's kind of like a guy getting caught for steroids in baseball where you're like we knew but you just gotta hide it better you fucking asshole a rod everything stop with the fucking painting yeah, of yourself A-Rod. oh that was dope oh my god being a unicorn fuck yeah centaur is that correct my here's what you know what made me fucking pissed. It was him as a centaur, and here's what makes me fucking pissed. <laughs> I watched one episode of Shark Tank, and A Rod. They're like, because they always tell about how they got all their money, and they t- say A Rod 
They're basically like, oh, here's the investments he's did. Oh, you don't mention that quarter billion dollars he made from cheating at baseball? Of course not. It's also like Jeff Foxworthy. They never mentioned he's a stand-up comedian. They're just, he's one of the world's best entertainers. It's like, that guy has millions of dollars because of a portion of America is like, tell me if I'm a redneck. You might be. Well, and also like something else about Jeff Foxworthy where a very clean comedian literally has a 10-minute bit on the just observations about drinking and driving and how sweet it is yeah man it's clean it's clean man i'm i'm, I'm drinking i'm gonna That's say this clean. about america it's the best to be a comedian in america it is the best <laughs> you just go there you tell people you you agree me. with you no matter what you could take any side <laughs> i really i have a bit that about how i say we just it's time for the civil war i'm done i'm done waiting let's just do it oh i said we meet somewhere and the amount people are just like this guy gets it. You're like, oh, that's this is probably the bad side to take, actually. Because well, everyone's like, yeah, man, let's get a war going on. Good for you, yeah. John. Thank you very much. I am a freedom fighter. You know this is a freedom fighter, Dylan? Ricky Dozan. That's so, right. At this time, this is the brilliance of Ricky Dozan. He was television's oh. emerging in Japan. Very few had the luxury in their homes. Remember, this is a was it's Tokyo is like a wooden city and they firebombed it. So before yeah. that was the thing about the uh bombs, about the A bomb was the A bomb by itself. I don't know if you guys know this. Bad. What? Yeah. But also Hang on. wood. Hang whoa, whoa, fire, whoa, 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 communist. Oh, All sorry. right, Bernie Sanders. Jesus fucking Christ. Go on mm. again about this nuclear bomb being bad spermy sanders well thank you very much for finally proving you read my emails mm -hmm. that's my new wrestling character <laughs> i'm wrestling i'm Bertie sanders but i angrily drink just a fucking liter of <laughs> <laughs> we need to tax the rich part me yeah. <laughs> yeah. we i'm so thirsty and all i yeah. have is come we need to make sure that insulin is capped my mouth is dry and for some reason all i have is this lukewarm cum mm -mm. Mm. <laughs> extra mm. hot cum <laughs> no he's mm. he's had it for all i have is this cum that's been oh there's a film over top of it mm. oh everyone loves cum skin anyway um it's like an old oyster <laughs> nippon television set up 220 giant tv screens in open spaces in Tokyo and other spots near the capital, countless numbers of people gathered to watch the initial wrestling card while others flocked to electrical stores or restaurants equipped with TV sets. So it's, it's basically, thing. yeah, it's like out of every movie of a certain era yeah. where people just gather around department stores with the TVs facing out. God, I wanted to experience that once in my life. Never have. I did in the Edinburgh Festival in 20, whatever year Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather, me uh me and random people just watched on this dude's phone oh what am i talking about i watched uh conor mcgregor break his leg in that last fight by just watching on a tv th in front of a business what am i talking about oh I've, yeah of yeah and david hey tony bellew i watched in some fucking patio too that some guy was i mean yeah absolutely what am fights oh my god yeah the uk you know what they love they love two what what are those two people doing they're not hugging that's what i'll tell you that for goddamn sure they're thugging bro <laughs> <laughs> you can use that, Dylan. I am using it. Uh, the brothers Sharp did an excellent job of introducing the American style to the Japanese audience. And the Nippon brothers Sharp, go made, ahead. That must have been so fucking awesome to be a wrestler back then. Oh, my like God. You shake your opponent's hand. You're like, I don't care for this gentleman. And everyone's like, let's rip his fucking head off. Like, you know what the, I mean? Like, it's so easy to be. The, imagine the first guy who used a sunset flip, I assume, in Japan, witnessed people that immediately die from trying to suck their own dicks out of joy. 
I've never not loved life now. Yeah, that's the fucking crazy thing. It's like, you know, we talk about Mr. Not Jim sucking Cornette, your own dicks? Yeah, but he like, cannot suck his own dick out of joy and let guarantee that that happened that time. <laughs> Pretending that wrestling is a one-to-one comparison is yeah. fucking insane. Like, this is like this era of the 50s. You just show up and you just like, I, uh, yeah, he shook his hand. And yeah, he was nice, but he didn't use a coaster. That's why he's the heel. I asked him to borrow a, I asked him for a cigarette. And he gave me a camel. As we all know, I prefer Paul Mall. He should have had my preferred cigarette. And that would be a three-year feud. I had to ask for a lighter. Yeah. He didn't what just offer is- me a lighter. He said, do you need a light? He did that yeah. thing where he goes, oh, you, do you want me to smoke it for you too? Yeah. That would be a nine-year feud. If he said, no, yeah. do you want me to smoke it for you too? Be that fucking cunt. If you fucking ever done that to someone, Are you aware blow your fucking say- brains out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's honestly, I just remembered how much I hated that. Like, I'm sorry you that I didn't come up to you with everything but a cigarette. Like if you have, honestly I I I preferred it less when people didn't have lighters because it was like I preferred it more because when people had lighters it was like oh you just been walking around mooching off everybody you piece of shit. That's Someone right. didn't have a lighter it's like I guess they broke. I All right. Good. Yeah. How many I remember the time I quit smoking and I handed a pack full almost full pack of cigarettes to a guy on the street in Toronto and then didn't smoke for a month. That guy's face absolute joy i've never seen anything like it that guy turned him right around that's the crazy thing sandwich on the ground disgusting full pack of cigarettes on the ground you just find dylan it's the closest i've ever come to smoking again in edinburgh the first day i was walking came upon a full pack of cigarettes just on the ground and i was like time to start smoking again is my first thought Less than a month after the first card, uh, Bobby Burns did a newspaper interview. Ricky Dozan referred to Ricky Dozan as the founder of Japanese professional wrestling, Woo! A name which stuck years ahead. Um, Ricky's son, Matsu Momoda, recalled that though there were vacancies and attendance in the first night of the tour, as a result of appearing on television, the second night was a complete sellout. Burns went on to say, I've never seen anything like it. Our matches flopped during our first trip largely because we were mixed up with other entertainment, including exhibitions by Joe Lewis that the fans refused to buy. But we proved on an immediate success this time. The Sharps were a sensation, and we turned thousands away from the gate at every show. We had the sumo crowd tearing their hair out, and boy, were they glad to see us go. It is so fascinating how literally little wrestling manipulations just grow. I just assumed that he was like the actual like Ricky Dozan founded wrestling in Japan, believing that sort of title is like, of course he was just part of a whole operation and structure to create a wrestling market in fucking Japan. John, you idiot. Why would you ever believe in wrestlers? Go ahead, Dylan. It's like just what I honestly think anyone should watch that sharps versus Ricky Dozan match. Cause it's like, this is, of course, you'd love wrestling if this was what wrestling was, because people go fucking crazy because they think it's like put yourself in the position where it's like it's a tag team. These guys are huge. They are so much, so much yeah. bigger than the Japanese wrestlers. They're cheating. Oh my god, yeah. And already, like <laughs> they've hit. They're they're like in your face assholes who've already like from America. Your- they will destroy the your whole fucking country, and they're yeah. winning again. And then he fucking comes back, and he just karate chops them, which is hilarious. He just fucking goes fucking this to the fucking head, dog. Fuck you. Full karate chop. Like, I don't understand. Like, 
Ric Flair chops that make a big sound, whatever. We got to go back to straight up fucking karate chopping people in the neck in pro wrestling. I absolutely Just fucking agree like, with you. I, cannot, dead, I, can't, I cannot agree with you more. Uh, Fuck you. Best part of uh, the James Bond series is the f- series yeah. of Roger Moore movies where he, for no reason, karate chops people. Because he's a fucking secret agent. And that's the sickest art form. Exactly. If you fucking karate chop someone in the nerve cluster of the neck, you're fucking down. Everyone knows that, Dylan. Karate chop, kick. End of fucking story, which yeah, reminds me of the guy I'm making in WWE 2K22. I'm very excited for. Count How is that? Uh, what's his name? Count Chugula. He's a vampire <laughs> that loves to fuck. <laughs> he got kicked ah! out of fucking other vampires because other vampires wanted to like suck blood. He's like, I don't suck nothing because he's fucking homophobic too, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing that out. Well. Um, that's what his shirt says. I don't suck nothing. And they're like, sir, you need to suck on this to live. And he's like, I'll die then. Would you, you like to know something that I, I did Sorry, when I was uh, laid up with my arm injury to pass time? Because I would just sometimes have to lay down while my whole body was in a knot. Is I would watch uh, people's custom entrances on like the most recent WWE 2K thing. So many people were different versions of CM Punk. And so many of them were bad. Oh, it's so good. YouTube is full of just people's bad versions of 2K entrances. Please run, don't walk. Oh, man. Uh, I got to pee, so we're going to take an impromptu break. But, dude, the fucking CM Punk, the CM Punks, the people, the greatest thing, sorry, that happened to wrestling video games is that you can just download other people's good created players. Because I used to be on websites where it's like you had to go space by space and someone will be like here's how you make cm punk's pepsi tattoo and i'm not proud to say that i actually just like no i did it and they looked good anyway i'm gonna pee so this is the break time usually we just take a break at a random point now because we just kind of talk through but i'm gonna pee now and the shows might get noticeably worse we'll be back in a second hey everybody just a quick break whoa to thank you guys for donating to patreon if you go into patreon.com backslash wrestler review we have many, many options, such as brand new untouched episodes. So far, we've recorded episodes about Chris Benoit, Jimmy Snuka. We took a, real, uh, a break from evil people and, and talked about one-man gang and really fun people like that. That's For five bucks a month, you get access to a whole library of 40, I'm just guessing, 40 extra episodes, including some watch-alongs of Hogan Knows Best. We've done a lot of fun stuff. We're uppering yeah, yeah. our page. Meow. And uh, thank you so much. 10 bucks gets you access to the video if you want to see what two ugly people look like. Everyone, come over to my place. Sleep with me. 20 and $25 gets you picking which wrestler you want us to review. Thanks so much for listening again. We love you. Lay down on a bed of roses. Yes, I did remove all the thorns. We're back from my pee. Oh, yeah. And I'm drinking it. <laughs> I peed and I mailed it. We had to wait for him to get the the pee package. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The double P. So, John. Yes, Dylan. Pro wrestling is a sensation in Japan. What happens? Um, Ricky Dozan continues to exist, and he's totally fine. And in no way does he piss off yeah, any sort of group that ends up stabbing him with a piss blade. There's like nine guys who basically make this shit ha- this shit happen, and. Um, this is, of course, of course, what happens here is after the initial success, Ricky Dozan became the promoter because he wanted to monopolize profits of and cut out Nagata, 
Hirotaka, Hayashi, and Nita. Bobby Burns became his booker. Al Karasik attempted an invasion after making significant money booking the Sharp Brothers there, but was repelled. So basically, you get the Sharp Brothers. A couple rematches. Ricky Dozan beats them, but Ricky Dozan is Ricky Dozan, so he has the most important thing in Japanese wrestling, which is Ricky Dozan. So this is going to be... I mean, that is a hilarious time to take a break. I mean, Can I just say this? Yeah. Can I just say this about Ricky Dozan? This will give us a little bit more time and is a point I want to make. Sure, make a point. I mean, I'm going to end the episode now after you make a point. Oh, sorry. Uh, my point is this. Ricky Dozan absolutely is the greatest legend builder I've ever seen in professional wrestling. Coming into this episode, I just assumed he was like a great noble man who was just like, we fight, but it's pretend. And everyone was like, Get that genius a million billion dollars. And then you're just like, no, he's a carny fuck like everyone else. And the and ultimate it's all fucking... he's fucking Korean. <laughs> Whoa, Dylan. Of you course. know what I, I mean, like... though? D- yeah, yes, John. Dylan. I, Dylan, John. I know. We I know how. We recording, right? We stopped recording, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, Dylan is very much into Japanese style fascism. Mm-hmm. I am. I am mm. here for the Emperor, and the Bushido Code will never be... I just listened to like a 90-hour Dan Carlin thing about this. So I'm going to be saying a lot of shit. Um. Anyway, no, but he's... The, then, like, obviously, like all also, fucking but immediate, territorial... Immediately go, pro wrestling immediately, as soon as he could... Who's he gonna, how, how did Ricky Dozan get in control? Well, he just screwed everyone else first. Welcome to wrestling, as usual. <laughs> oh, I mean, but like... I, yeah. He fucked everyone over harder because they I love probably had worse mob ties than him. That's why wrestling's the best. Why is well, that? I mean, why it's is... every business though. Every business, someone just like I know, but wrestling fuck. is especially like what? How's that guy in control? Well, he fucked over everybody else. Why? I mean, because so he can be in control. I thought like, aren't you paying attention? And also, like wrestling is the easiest thing to do that in because, like, we basically like once again, the only reason Vince McMahon is not. The, the head of WWE anymore is because he fucked with company money. The things yeah. that he did, no one cares about. Yeah. No one the cares SEC about the salon inv- thing. No one yeah, cares no, about Jimmy Snuka's wife. No, no one, one cares, cares about, about anything. The no one cares about candle. Benoit. No one cares about Owen Hart. No one cares about any of it. You took money and used it Didn't, to pay off your own personal poo. We ranch. weren't able to tax money. How dare you? Yeah. The weight of the U.S. government comes down on you. Yeah. I have been hot farting the entire time since we came oh, back yeah. from that quick break. And I want everyone to know it is a weird sensation. The back of my legs are so warm from fart. You probably has to, you're going to have to for sure wipe your ass without shitting. <laughs> it's not those you have kind such of... wet farts that you're going to have to wipe your ass. These are not wet farts. These are like, like, like very dry. I you have so much poop in your ass. Oh, there's a lot of poop up in my ass for sure from Have flying. you ever had white underpants, John, as an adult? Yes. Not me. They lasted one day and I burn them. <laughs> full black asshole by the end. <laughs> tar. Just full the tar the dinosaurs died in coming out of my ass. <laughs> uh, oh my god. We leave the episode there. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week. With the absolute thrilling conclusion of Ricky Dozan's career. I don't know if it is because this says, once again, Christopher Hobson has outdone himself and read a book that is in Japanese. I want to just give this is uh, like Christopher legitimately. I think we we're need fucking to get, losers. Yeah, we we're need to get more, losers. Sorry, go for it. M- more patrons so that we can afford to just buy Christopher Hobson's wife a house. 
where she can yeah. sit in and go, it's worth it, I guess, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, the view is nice, but I wish... Christ. But, like, yeah. this is the other thing. Is... <laughs> I go ahead. This Absolutely is the other thing brilliant. is, once again, like when we first started this, unfortunately, we're going to be, like, the authority on Ricky Dozan as far as a American oh, no. podcast because there's no... Yeah, half the reason we're doing this. There's no fucking. You know what? You know what? If you want to find sources on Ricky Dozan, there's a bunch of ten minute YouTube videos, and I swear to God, the longest one is David Lee Roth. And David Lee yes, Roth, is. how has much a of that? Very did you good watch? one. Yeah, I watched the Holy whole. Holy shit! David I love Lee Roth. I love history where it's like you you capture more than a, more of a biography, but like more of a moment in time. And David Lee Roth totally does that in Absolutely. his ballad of Ricky Dozan. The, a great story about the first match, <laughs> uh, the sharp seen... the sharps match. Uh, you have, you do know that uh, David Lee Roth has a podcast. There's one of the most insane things I've ever listened to in my life. Yeah, because he doesn't need to do it. He just fucking. Oh my god! There's never an attack, and you edit it in. Also, looking at David Lee Roth now, it's insane to think like he fucked so much. Still does. I guarantee David Lee Roth. I guarantee David Lee Roth is totally having sex with a lot of age-appropriate swinger ladies. He looks so so old, and like yeah. he he looks like you know when you age to the point you're genderless. He looks that. It, He's just exactly. Like, I know exactly what you mean. The he original just looks like non-binary. Just he looks like he should just be walking down a dock, ta- just yeah, telling just, absolutely horrendous jokes. Just a bunch of beige robes. That's all he wears. Oh, of course. Yeah. Anyway, black coffee, tuna sandwiches. We're not going to do best and worst because it was the fifties, and also like we're also here's the best thing about Ricky Dozan versus he... Korean things that I'm not completely comfortable. Yeah, talking exactly. About. Yeah, the best thing about Ricky Dozan, he knew the yakuza. Worst thing about Ricky Dozan, he couldn't dodge a blade cover and piss. See you in hell. Goodbye. Well, that's I mean, you just ruined the whole fucking end of the goddamn story, you piece of shit. Yeah, that's right, everyone. Guess what? Welcome to the sixth sense. Guess what? He's dead. Enjoy the acting. It's crazy that Ricky Ricky Dozan will be like. You know how like um, Simon Liu will play Ricky Dozan or something and have a great, he'll win an Oscar. Yeah, this absolutely. is a made-for movies story of like young man. Oh my God! Deals why with racism? Gets yet. to the top, gets cocky, dead now. Like this is this movie should have been made in the early '90s. This is such an early '90s sports movie. And then we get to the fucking Kimura shit next week. That'll be great. I think it'll be three or four parter. I have no idea. But anyway, this is Ricky Dozan part one. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, join us on Patreon. Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, at Wrestler Review on every single social media site, patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. Um, join me and John at Dylan Gott on every social media site and at the yeah. John Hastings on every social yeah. media site. Join me on YouTube, uh, youtube.com backslash C for some reason, backslash Dylan Gott. And uh, join me and John in saying goodbye to you. Goodbye, you. Fuck you.